0: Hey everyone, from the East Coast, to the West, it's the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Chalanga. And I'm Dylan. And we're here to fuck shit up. What's up everyone? Let's get this over with.
1: The Wolves game starts in 40 minutes, let's see if we can finish before the Wolves game starts.
0: Seriously. Yeah, we're about to dive into our East playoffs predictions uh we have a little bit to glean from yesterday's matchup between philly and uh boston but we're ready to get this over with so we're just gonna jump right into it with the number eight pick dylan who's your a seed in the east for the a seed in the east i pick the charlotte hornets hey i'm so
1: excited for this team we have miles bridges aka god uh We've got Kemba Walker, the chosen one, the greatest Charlotte Hornet of all time, the greatest Hornet of all time, greater than Chris Paul. Did you say Kemba Walker was greater than Chris Paul? In terms of just his time in Charlotte, I think he is probably better. Kemba Walker?
0: Okay, but if you you include uh, New Orleans time, are you just not including New Orleans time? Because that team made it to the Western Conference Finals, didn't they? Uh, I think in New Orleans, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With
1: r- Chris Paul and David West and, and crew. I don't really remember. I'm just saying he's the greatest Charlotte professional basketball player of all time. Okay, Let's fair. just say that. Can okay. say that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Sure. Let's do research later and figure out if, if that could be true. Uh, but I like the sound of it. Kemba Walker, greatest Charlotte professional basketball player of all time. So we also have Jeremy Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's He's still young. He's like 25. He shot 37% from three last year, but there's a problem with their small forward position. Michael Kidd Gilchrist cannot shoot. Now, what we have to hope for is that now that James Brego's coach, he'll start working in Miles Bridges. He'll start working in Jeremy Lamb. Maybe Michael Kidd Gilchrist will just be a rotation player that can just fill in minutes with average defense or something. Um, I mean he can drive and he can play a little defense but he can't shoot. Have you seen his shooting motion?
0: It's fucked up. It looks bad. It so bad. <laughs> it looks like his, mine, which is not a good his, sign.
1: It's worse than yours. His <laughs> arm is his arm is literally to the right of his whole body is to the left of his arm. I think that I think Michael K. Gilchrist is a contortionist. <laughs> I think that's his side job. He and uh, he needs to start getting serious about basketball and shoot from the front of his body.
0: Yeah, but he's he's a really good defender. Luckily, though, he like I I honestly don't think like his playing numbers will just dip and dip and dip as the season goes on because he probably won't start. They'll probably start uh, Lamb and uh, Batum at the two and three, with Williams at the four and Zeller at the five. One can only hope. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I'm just assuming, and then you got Malik Monk and hopefully Miles Bridges as the two three off the bench because they've got so many big men that Miles Bridges is probably gonna play mostly three, even though he can't play the four. So if if things go well and Miles Bridges develops, like I think that you and I both think he'll develop, then we won't see too much Michael Kidd Gilchrist, which I think will oh. be pretty good for this team. I mean, except in in some spot defensive, you know, possessions. I don't even think
1: Miles Bridges needs to develop. I think he's already a starting level NBA player. I think he's really good. If he were given the minutes that like uh, DeAndre Ayton's going to get, I think he could be uh, a Rookie of the Year candidate. I'd, I'm obviously he won't be playing enough for that, but who knows? Maybe he'll he'll be starting by the time January rolls around or February.
0: Yeah, r- a real steal in the draft. Um, I am a little bit concerned about Tony Parker. I just don't think that he can play, and I don't think he will be able to play all 82. It doesn't matter. But it, doesn't it's okay, because Kemba will play a lot of minutes, and they did draft Devontae Graham from Kansas, Rock Chalk, uh, and he's awesome. He's a really fantastic player.
1: He had a really good preseason game. I think he had like 15 or something points.
0: Yeah, 15 points and like six assists. Uh, he just yeah. is a smart point guard, and he's going to have a long career as a backup in the NBA. So.
1: Good for them. uh Here's one thing that I wanted to say about this Miles Bridges pick: the Clippers moved from 12 to 11 to get Shea Gilgis Alexander. uh I think they made a mistake. We'll see as the season goes along, but I think they made a mistake. What say you? I think
0: they made a big mistake. I, like it was I, to me, it was so stupid that they moved up and then they got Shea and then they got Jerome Robinson. I was I was like so so confused Um, because Miles Bridges is so good. Like, sure, you want Shea, but 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 did you watch did you watch Miles Bridges in college? He's fucking phenomenal.
1: Miles Bridges played two years in college, and I think that that was one knock against him, to be honest. And it's a stupid knock, as we all know. Yeah, it's bullshit. We're, I think that Miles Bridges fits the NBA as well as any prospect. And you see people like Jalen Brown who are going at pick three. I don't know why Miles Bridges got looked over. uh, But he's kind of like a Jalen Brown kind of
0: body type, right? Uh, He's a little bit bigger like Jalen Brown is pretty wiry they're similar heights but um he just is like a little more stout like he's more of a three four whereas Jalen is more of a two three you know um but they I, I, but he I, but Jalen's gonna as he gets as they both get
1: older I think they're gonna kind of fill the same role if you ask I don't know if you I, ask me I think they're gonna be similar winged Defenders.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, like as far as who they can who they defend, uh, like what they contribute to the team as far as uh three point shooting and athletic dunks. Um I think Miles Uh Bridges is a really good passer though. I think that's something that uh is weird yet to really see him do because at Michigan State he was doing everything. He was facilitating, he was running the offense, he was defending, he was shooting, he was it was unbelievable. So I really look forward to his career. Speaking of Jalen Brown, did you see that dunk on um, Joel
1: Embiid last night, I did not. I couldn't watch the whole game because I was editing our podcast.
0: Sorry about that. Oh man, you are a fucking saint. Uh, <laughs> I was enjoying the game and Jalen Brown. You got go go find it on YouTube. He like gets up and he doesn't really dunk it. He just kind of throws it in because Joel Embiid is playing mad defense. But it was it was pretty fucking phenomenal. So. Uh yeah, I think that's enough on the Charlotte Hornets. Their over under is 35 and a half.
1: They had 36 wins last year. I think they're better than last year. I think that they're going to be they're going to win at least 38 games and I think they're going to make it into the playoffs. So that could be 40 to 42 as well. The my favorite part about this team is that they have so many wings. And in a league where wings are the most scarce product, I think that that they that that they're lucky to have some to have all that depth.
0: Yeah, seriously, it, that's that's super rare, and none of their wings are gonna blow you away, but they're all solid. Um,
1: Except Miles Bridges might blow us away.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going the over. I'm going significantly over too. I this to me seems like a 42 win team ish. I certainly hope so, and I think 42 might even be higher than the A seed. But it might be. It might be. Although with the next pick. I'm not quite sure. All right, so my pick is next. And as I mentioned, I'm not sure that 42 will get higher than the A-seed because I think this team will probably win 42. I also think that this team, I also, this makes me think that the East is a little bit better than people think um, because my next pick is the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Mm, So low. Yeah, it is low. It is low, but the East got significantly better this year at the top. And I also think that the Indiana Pacers played a little bit better than they actually are um, last year. Like, Victor Oladipo kind of came out of nowhere, and it seems to me that when a player comes out of nowhere, they tend to um, surprise teams, you know? Like, people right. people started game planning for Victor Oladipo eventually, but not at first. Um, yeah, yeah. And so now people just are going to game plan for Victor Oladipo, you know?
1: My one thing about this team that I love the most, I I don't know if he's going to repeat last year and be a top 15 player. I do believe that he is a solid top 20 player in the league, maybe top 25, but I really think that he's a top 20 player in this league. And that's just because of the resilience that he showed against LeBron. Mm-hmm. He was so good, and he did not get scared, and he took him to seven games. That's more than DeMar DeRozan could save. The other thing, um, I do think that Tyreek Evans is going to be able to play with Oladipo at the guard position. They're just going to have two kind of switchable guards that are neither one of them's a point guard, neither one of them's a shooting guard. They're kind of both in the middle, and I think they're both going to be able to facilitate, shoot, and kind of do all of the jobs for each other. So I think that's actually complementary
0: for both of these guys. You know, I agree and that's gotten really excited. I I think that's actually a really good pairing. Um I like teams that that can play kind of point guardless, you know, <clears throat> mostly in in the fact that it leads to more ball sharing, right, and more movement because there's not one quote unquote facilitator. And they've got a lot of people on this team that can pass. DeMarcus Sabonis is a really good passer for a big man. Um, Darren Collison's a good passer. I'm excited about Aaron Holiday. I wish the Wolves would have drafted Aaron Holiday. I think he's gonna be a really, really awesome player. Um, but th- my my like the thing that gives me pause about this team and and it, that makes me expect a regression is that when Victor Oladipo is your best player by a lot, I just don't think that you know, like your ceiling just is not very high, you know. Um, and I think they pretty much hit their ceiling. Last year, and generally things that hit the ceiling tend to come back. You like that? I do like that. the The only thing that could really save them is that if Miles Turner actually has a you know a comeback year, like a most improved player type year, then they could. I think that they could win forty eight or maybe push fifty. But there are a lot of pundits who are like, the Pacers are the third best team, fourth best team in the East, and I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: I don't yeah there's no way that they're going to be the third best team and if it's going to be tough for them to be top five with some of the teams that we have coming up their over under is 48 what do you think do you think over or under I'm going a
0: pretty significant under like to me this feels like 44 45 win team
1: yeah I could see them at 44 I'm going to go under as well uh, they won 48 games last year, and I don't see them being able to repeat the magic that they had with Oladipo.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But they'll still be fun to watch, and they'll play really fast and, and move the ball. So, All right. All right. On, on to the next pick, which this is an interesting pick. Um, if you're keeping track, you might be saying, hmm, I think they forgot about a team. And here it is. Dylan? Because
1: Chalanga decided to pick the Pacers first, I have been forced to pick the Miami Heat. Hey. This team is not good enough for the sixth seed. The only reason why we selected them at the sixth seed is because at the time when we drafted, we thought that Jimmy Butler was going to be going to Miami. We thought it was a done deal. But... Since then, we've realized that there is no deal whatsoever anymore. Those trade talks have gone away. And I think that this Heat team could end up out of the playoffs.
0: Mm. I'm going to disagree with you really hard. I actually don't mind the sixth seed for them. I think it's a little high and it's a bold prediction. But I'm feeling Justice Winslow. My uh my loins are kind of shaken for some Justice Winslow action this year. I'm feeling a big year for him. You know, if he can have a healthy season, <laughs> and uh, if if he can continue his progression as far as his offensive game, then I think he'll be really really excellent. Um, he's he's pretty much complete aside from his shooting. He's a great passer. He's a solid defender. Um and he can defend basically every position um when he came into the league the, the heat they couldn't stop talking about how he's like already a natural leader he's going to be way better than than uh people think boston was going to throw like five draft picks at the heat to to draft justin was not five that's that's a uh, uh, an exaggeration but He's a he's a really special talent and I'm looking forward to to seeing him have a breakout season eventually and hopefully this is the season you know um I I really like Justice Winslow I I'll give you this I think that
1: Justice Winslow would be a great piece in a Jimmy Butler trade I would love him and and Dragic and possibly some kind of pick uh to pair with a Jimmy Butler trade but I'm not I'm not in on Justice Winslow right now. I saw the Miami Heat Charlotte Hornets game and Miles Bridges destroyed him. He destroyed him. He took away his friends and his family <laughs> and he had a nasty block on him and I don't like I don't
0: like it when a 6-7 guy is going to get blocked going in for a layup. Mm. So yeah, you know, I, I could definitely see him having similar seasons, but I really like him. I'm putting my I'm putting stock in Justice Winslow. I also want to see a back uh, a bounce back season for uh, Hassan Whiteside because he's a I mean he's a spectacular talent. He uh, has a lot of useful and important skills for an NBA basketball team, and if he could just engage mentally and and be there 100. percent um, he's, he's a talent that can produce wins. It's just he's had a little bit of trouble uh, engaging over the past
1: and couple of years. And he's had trouble staying on the court at the end of games. I'm wondering, how is he having trouble staying on the court at the end of games? We understand it when it's DeAndre Jordan, when he can't make uh, free throws. But I, I think Hassan Whiteside, if I'm not mistaken, is like a 70% free throw shooter. Yeah, he's a Why solid shooter. Why is he shooter. being taken off? He, well, I, not, he can't play in crunch time.
0: He's t- being taken off because he's not defending. You know, if he was if he was playing defense, then he wouldn't be taken off the court. But if if I recall, it's that it was like especially in the playoffs against the the Sixers, he was out because he just was he was missing uh, his assignments. He was missing that help defense. He was late. Um, Joel Embiid was making him look like a damn fool. Granted, Joel Embiid makes most people look like damn fools. Um when he plays, yeah. When he plays, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see about Hassan Whiteside. Um, yeah, this team is essentially the same as last year. I do love thirty-five-year-old Dwayne Wade off the bench, though. That gets me going. That gets me going because he can still destroy second units. I
1: prefer Dwayne Wade in the playoffs. I think that he'll amp it up, but yeah. I think he's going to amp it up as the AC. Their over-under is 41 and a half. That's low. I'm assuming you're taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over. That's too low for me. I don't know where to go with this. 41 and a half feels like the perfect line for me. Whoa. And so I think that what's going to happen is in mid-December. I don't even know if there's going to be a game between them in mid-December, but let's just say it's going to happen in mid-December. The Miami Heat and the Detroit Pistons are going to play a hotly contested regular season game. It's going to go into 17-plus overtimes, and the NBA is going to have to call the game. It's going to end in a tie. This is going to be an unprecedented event. The Miami Heat are going to win 41-and-a-half games. Oh,
0: my God, the first tie! The first first tie tie in in NBA NBA history.
1: history. (laughs) And they will be the eighth seed. Holy shit. I love that take. Um, All right. Cool. With with the fifth pick or with the fifth seed in the
0: Eastern Conference, who do you take? I'm picking the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, a lot of I love it yeah a lot of people are really high on this team but you and i are both like Mm-mm, slow your damn roll slow your damn roll and here's why okay so when joel Embiid and ben simmons are playing at the same time this team slaps man it's just like like what's it's a show about nothing what um and they're really amazing and I would assume that they would win mid 50s games if those two could play every single game.
1: I I completely disagree. What? I think yeah. I think that the only way that those two can play on the same court is if they're playing with three shooters. They're going to have to play with three people spacing the floor because Ben Simmons can't shoot. Joel Embiid is going to play near the rim no matter what. He's, he does not belong out in the three-point line, even okay. if he can develop a, an outside shot. But he's
0: going to go there. He, I mean, we saw last night that he's going to shoot threes. Like, he's just going to. I don't, I don't think there's anybody that's going to stop Joel Embiid from playing at the perimeter. No matter how horrible it is. How many dribble drives did he have from the three-point line last night? I mean, that was, like, most of his offense.
1: Not good. Not what I like to see. No, that is a re- uh, that is
0: a regression. <laughs> that is bad. You know what? He played too much damn pickup basketball against short white guys in Philly this summer. You know, and he forgot how to play actual NBA basketball because he was just dunking on short white dudes. That's right. He also
1: should not be playing thirty-seven minutes. Why is he playing thirty-seven minutes? He's gonna get They're, hurt. The, they lost this game by 18 points. Mm-hmm. Take him out. Mm-hmm. They were down the whole game. I was in and out on this game, but I looked at it and the Celtics were up by five points every time. Every time I was watching, mm-hmm. and I just don't see why you're forcing Joel Embiid to play 37 minutes a game when he can't even play 60 games a year.
0: Yo, for real. And this team, this team is super thin too. They have no depth. They have absolutely no depth. It's, it's really too bad. I,
1: I don't like the Iliasova Bellinelli departures. Mm-mm. They had a 16 game winning streak heading into the playoffs last year. 16 games, 17 games if you count the first game where they won. 17 game winning streak. They were 20 and three after the Iliasova Bellinelli trade yeah. overall. Don't shake That's that shit insane. up. insane. Don't shake it up. Don't change, don't shake that shit up. The other thing is that the reason why that was so powerful for them, the reason why that that was all that uh all, all that firepower was so great for them was because they could shoot. They could shoot. Ben Simmons could get them the ball and he could just drive and then throw them some outlet passes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. So last night we saw that they actually are gonna start Marco Fultz, but maybe they'll change it when they realize it's, it's not gonna work. But really bad idea. Yeah. That was such a bad idea. And people, people are like, oh, his his jump shot's fixed. Look at that jumper. But to me, granted, I'm I'm not a jump shot expert. His jump shot still looks like kinky. Like it, he kind of shoots it on the way down. And, like, his arms don't look, like, super natural. I don't know. It's It still looks fucked up to me. Um, granted, I don't know shit about what shooting mechanics are supposed to look like. But he, I, I don't know. I He should not start. Put J.J. Reddick back in there so you can just space the floor around those two uh, transcendent talents that you have. Um, and just let him work. Give him space to work. Well, so JJ Redick isn't even really a point guard, but he can he can
1: play as the shooting guard. I guess Ben Simmons technically started at point guard, and Markel right. Fultz was actually the shooting guard. Um, right. But my my issue right now is that they have JJ Redick, and they have basically no other shooting guards. I mean, Robert Covington is going to play small forward. I don't I don't know if he's going to be able to switch down to guard, but they're not going to. TJ McConnell isn't going to be able to shoot this year, and it's not looking like Markel Fultz is going to be able to shoot this year. So who's going to shoot for them? Nobody. Yeah. J- I they mean, have no shooting.
0: Literally just JJ and Robert Covington if he can get a stroke back, but he's been uh, cold since the playoffs, and he I, he shot a few times last night, and I don't think I saw one go in. Um, I'd have to recheck the stats, but
1: he definitely didn't.
0: Yeah, he definitely didn't look good. But from the eye
1: test last night. Yeah, I'm seeing a huge regression from this team, uh, and I and I don't think that people should worry about that. But if Joel Embiid ends up not playing or ends up getting hurt, then I think that they should be worried. Uh, w- one stat that I have to bring up that I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast that I think is absolutely fascinating. So they won 52 games last year, is that correct? 52? Yep. Yeah, they won 52 games last year. When Joel Embiid was playing more than 10 minutes at, at least or I'm just trying to get this relatively close I don't know if this is exact played more than 10 minutes they were on pace the Philadelphia 76ers were on pace for 54 wins that's not good he's not going to be able to play 70 games a year so if he's playing 60 games which is prob like I you can't you can't count on him for any more than 60 games then they're then last year's team was winning at a 54 game win pace mm mm-hmm. mhm I don't see how they're going to be able to get to 54-and-a-half, which is their over-under. That's insane to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, this team is, is undeniably worse unless Markel Fultz takes a huge leap. That's the only way that this team could match or um, surpass their win total from last year, or if somehow Joel Embiid is able to just, like, stay healthy and play a bunch of games, you know? Um, but Aside from that... Back behind the head pass from Ben Simmons to Markel faults we saw nothing from markel faults nothing at all oh dude I'm getting a call currently so I have a I have a phone sex line that calls me uh, pretty regularly because um, I called them one time not for phone sex um, but I, I kind of got roped into phone sex I didn't want I didn't want it but they're very convincing um, wait were you were you on the giving or the receiving end of the phone sex? Oh, we were both giving, receiving. It was pretty wild. Phillies over under. Uh-huh. 54 and a half. I think that they're like 10. I think they're 10 wins below that. Whoa, 10? <sighs> I, think, I think 10 wins is their worst case scenario. I think Ben Simmons is good enough to have like a, a mid-40s or low-40s win team on his own, really. I think he's I think he's actually that good. Um, but if Joel Embiid can play, like, 50 to 60 games, then, you know, they're going to be high 40s, maybe at 50. But I'm taking the under on 54.5 for sure.
1: Mm, I'm picking them probably at 45 or 46, and that's 10 wins lower than their over-under, amazingly. Uh, and it's not that much lower than last year's record, which was kind of – which was literally the – the perfect scenario for them they yeah. weren't going to make the playoffs until march so hmm.
0: yeah i don't know if this is tough i do think ben simmons is going to take a step forward this year though so and I, i'm a i'm a big bs fan all right with uh is it my pick next no it's your pick next no it's my pick all right who you got Doug?
1: With the fourth seed in the East, I pick the Washington Wizards. Yes, I love this. I am on the
0: Wizards' bus this year. I'm ready for it.
1: They were the eighth seed last year, but they played really well against the Raptors. I'm I'm not going to take the Raptors. Uh, am I'm, I'm not going to picture the Raptors as the LeBron uh, series Raptors. I'm going to picture the Raptors as the 59 win Raptors that uh, broke a franchise record. They took him to 6 games and I thought I was really impressed by the way that they played when John Wall was on the court. He played what, 38 games last year?
0: Uh, um, I, I think it was 44. It was it was like around half the season though, you know.
1: Whatever it was, he played half the season and I think this team is going to be a lot better with him on the court. I actually don't hate Dwight Howard on the minimum and there are things that I love about Jeff Green. I don't believe that uh he was the player that LeBron made him into in the playoffs. He always shows these flashes, but he is just a below average player. But <clears throat> I'll take him.
0: Yeah, if they take if, up almost no no cap. If Jeff Green is your eighth or ninth best player, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> you know? That's like pretty solid. That he's a he's a really good 8th or ninth best player, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Ian Mahimney is probably a worse contract than
0: Gorgie. Uh Gorgie, sorry. Not great. It's not good. Not great. Some This team still has – they're still playing Jason Smith, which I can't believe. Like, they still – they play Jason Smith, like, kind of a lot. And every time he's out there, he just – it uh, looks like he doesn't quite know what he's doing, even though he's been in the NBA for so fucking damn long. He can't defend anybody. Um, he's a fine shooter. He's a fine big man shooter. But hopefully Dwight Howard will take some Jason Smith minutes. <laughs> if he could ever get over his butt injuries. <laughs> That's true. So my thing, my thing about the Wizards is, so first, there's a lot of detractors that say the Wizards are better off with John Wall. Or better off without John Wall, um, which I don't. I don't really. I don't. I can't really buy that. John Wall is a really good player, Um, and it. There are so few teams that are actually better without a really good player on the. You know what I mean? Like that takes a really specific scenario and situation, and I don't think the Wizards is it. Um, But the problem with the Wizards has been they they have not had like backup point guard play in a long time. They've had like Ramon Sessions and um i feel like ramon sessions has been the backup point guard for like three years <laughs> which is it's not it's not great um they had oh they had brandon jennings for a little bit um they had Thomas Saturanski last year, who I think is a fine yeah, player. One. But if he's your like number one backup point guard option, that's not great. And they added Austin Rivers this year, which I think was a great pickup. I think he is pretty underrated. Um, he's not great, but if he's your scoring guard, who's gonna you know you're gonna kind of run your offense through him off the bench, that's a perfect role for Austin Rivers. He is. He'll play some good at that. solid
1: defense too.
0: Yeah, he's a solid defender. Um, and you know the the Wizards have a really good small ball lineup that I, I love in John Wall, Brad Beal, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, or Jeff Green, depending on who's hot, and Marquise Morris. Um,
1: I do I do like that. I like with with Morris
0: at the five. That's nice. Yeah, it's like uh, everybody can shoot. They can play really fast, uh, and they they can still defend decently with that lineup. You know, it's they're, they're not gonna. And, it's not they're not gonna be crazy defenders, but they can defend at least a little bit.
1: And let's not forget John Wall is still one of the top five fastest
0: players in the NBA. God, yeah. I'm so ready He's for so a Wall back I'm I'm ready for Wall to bounce back, man. I'm so ready. I love John Wall. Um I still sing everybody do the John Wall. John Wall. <laughs> did it for my cities and I did it for my fans ball like wall everybody do the dance i love it i love Callback. it back uh, wow uh that was a
1: blast from the past i know right
0: I, st- I think about that song every time i say john wall's name i can't help it
1: i think we're all rooting for john wall unfortunately this is definitely the last wall beal uh auto porter junior year is brad beal's contract up no, but uh John Wall's going to be making 20 million more dollars a year. Damn. Yeah, he's about yeah, to he's, he's about to bump up, huh? Yep. So Is he if... on Supermax? Yeah, that's the problem is he's going to be making 40 million dollars a year for the rest of that contract. Holy shit. So the problem that they're going to have is if they're like middling around and below 500 this year, they could probably trade him, and then they might not bottom out, but they would not be the four seed, I
0: don't think. Dude, you know that Phoenix would take John Wall in a heartbeat. So would the Kings. The Kings I, would love John Wall. Or they the love Kings. Kentucky guys. I think,
1: yeah, I think that that a John Wall to uh, Willie Cauley-Stein matchup, that might be nice.
0: Yeah, I I kind of hate Willie Cauley-Stein, but uh, – he can he can throw it in, but they're good good old Kentucky boys. They right. love each other, right? And then Demarcus will end up back on the Kings with John Wall. <laughs> we can only hope. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was really hoping that the the Wizards would get Boogie this this season, um, even though it, that would be even more of a disaster than Dwight Howard probably because Boogie won't play. Um, I don't know. I I'd love to see that as well. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has been rooting for a boogie wall connection. And I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, you know, we can keep our fingers crossed. Anyway, that's enough on the Wizards. Their over-under is 44.5. I got the over by quite a bit. I So they haven't won 50 games since John Wall and Brad Beal have been teamed up. They just they have never done it in this era. I think they won 49 one season. But I'm predicting that this is going to be their for, first 50-win season. I'm ready for a bounce back for the Wizards. <laughs> I'm all in.
1: I I can't I can't get behind you on that I'm uh, I'm taking the over but I'm not gonna predict fifty wins for this team not when they got rid of Marcin Gortat and then now they have the what do we call him Paradwight Paradwight
0: don't contract the Paradwight <laughs> so with the third seed in the East who do you pick Shalenga I pick one of the teams I'm most excited about this year the Milwaukee Bucks
1: this is my favorite team I think. That if a team could win most improved, this team will win most improved this year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you, if if you don't count the Lakers, because the Lakers, Lakers don't count because it's LeBron and it like it's LeBron's team and LeBron moved to LeBron's team, so you can't you can't count the Lakers as most improved is what I'm saying. The Bucks are going to be the most improved team. Seriously,
0: um, they got rid of Jabari Parker, which I think was a really good move. The fit, like their roster f- had been so poorly constructed for so long and then Mike Budenholzer came in and it seems like they finally have like figured out like oh we should just only surround Giannis with shooters and let him go to work like such a good idea duh (laughs) give this a ridiculous man he's fast he can dribble and he doesn't have to jump to dunk so like just give him space to work and you will win a lot of games. Um, this
1: team is this team is so deep in shooters, in guys that are going to play hard, play defense. They got they got Brogdon. They got Urson Ilyasova coming over from the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Brooke Lopez. They got Giannis. We got Chris Middleton, uh, Della Vadova, and even Eric Bledsoe. Could be I a think big season for man. Chris
0: Middleton. Big season for Chris I, Middleton. I
1: see that as well. And Mm -hmm. I think Eric Bledsoe would be a great off-the-bench guy. I hope that they play him off-the-bench. Oh, so you want to start
0: Brogdon and have Eric Bledsoe just demolish second units.
1: Yes, and Giannis Giannis will control the first unit and Mm -hmm. will just be the point guard.
0: But then Bledsoe probably ends games still. Um,
1: Mm, Maybe. I I really think Giannis is going to take a step up this year. Uh, Yeah. Mike Budenholzer had uh, in 2000, I believe, 15. Uh, he had a team that was second in three-point percentage behind the Warriors, and they were fifth in makes. This team is going to shoot, 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 and mm-hmm. play defense. Yeah. Um. I mean, he made Kyle Korver into who he was. Uh, he made. I think he made an All-Star team yeah. with uh, Mike Budenholzer. Yes, he
0: did. Um. It was an injury replacement, but it still counts. So. Um. So, that's insane for a guy who
1: honestly if it weren't for that season might have been out of the league. Kyle Korver? I think that it's possible that he would have been out of the league but definitely by now, oh if by it this point
0: for that one season. Right. There was a significant you know, increase in ability while he was with the Hawks. Like he just took a a late a late career jump up. Um He
1: almost shot 50% from 3 in that in that season.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um uh, there's this there's this guy I like who is young. He's his name's Christian Wood. He was making threes when the so I should preface this. This is so a, I watched this is a guy
0: on the Bucks right now. Yeah. Okay. I I, was d- watching, I don't know this guy so you are <laughs> you, you you did some research.
1: Uh well, I didn't do research. I just watched the game. So oh. <laughs> the Timberwolves played the Bucks a bunch of times in the preseason, so uh-huh. I was able to like watch a lot of the Bucks this season or mm-hmm. this preseason. And they got this guy Christian Wood who looks almost exactly like Giannis. The the Bucks announcer actually mistook him for Giannis once. He he called him Giannis. I think he's like, uh, he he's he's got a number in the thirties, and so he's like he thought that it was Giannis somehow. LOL. He was making threes. He was playing good, some good defense. He was um, driving to the basket, and it, and it, and he looked really fast. Um, I think that this guy could get some minutes. Uh especially if he can drain threes they drained 25 threes maybe even more because i kind of shut it off near the end but they drained like 25 threes in that game and destroyed us they just looked so good i think this team could be a two seed i think that's their I, i think that's that is their uh that's their peak and i can't see them being lower than a four seed this year
0: right and you know what's awesome is that with the additions of Brooke Lopez with the additions of Brooke Lopez and Ursan Ilyosova, they almost never have to play John Henson and Thonmaker unless Thonmaker is actually good or unless they have to. You know what I mean? Like they've added with with Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Ursan Ilyosova, you should be able to cover your big man rotation uh pretty well. For important games, without having to bring in one of those really question mark type guys, unless it, it's a matchup type thing and you need, you know, a, a thon maker size bot. You know what I mean? Like that is has really incru- improved their front court rotation, which is nice. I think every part of their rotation is so deep, mm-hmm. and
1: that's why I'm picking them over on forty seven and a half. Oh, I'm going I think way they're over. They're
0: going to be. A, I think they could win 57, 58 games this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm saying 55 wins and maybe Giannis MVP if LeBron doesn't win it. If my LeBron for MVP prediction doesn't go, then Giannis is my is my second pick. I think that that's a good hedge.
1: I might even pick Giannis ahead of LeBron. Uh, yeah. He was so good last year. He was, he was the number one MVP candidate until January. Mm-hmm. And my head says and my head
0: says Giannis, but my butt and my heart, they say LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, we all want you to win. We we want you to win one more MVP. Take it to Jordan. Always trust your butt. All right, with the next pick. Who's your number two seed, Dill? This year,
1: the number two seed in the East will be the Raptors. Very safe pick.
0: Yeah, very safe pick.
1: I I don't even know if we need to talk about this team. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he could be the greatest two-way player in the league this year and win the MVP slash comeback player of the year, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, comeback player of the year? is that, That's not really a thing. And it's most improved is player. No.
1: Well, there should be. I think Kawhi Leonard is basically a DeMar DeRozan who's better in every way. And I think that Greg Monroe is going to make up for the loss of, of Jakob Pertl and Danny Green might add some three point uh just uh, some
0: spot up three point shooting. I actually don't think that Greg Monroe is really going to play very much. I think who who's going to take over for Pirtle? Well, I think they're going to move Valentinus to the bench and they're going to start Serge Ibaka. So what I to me what I think they're going to do with because they want to do a, like a, a much faster, much more three point shooting centric uh, style, and so I think it's gonna be Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, um, Kawhi Leonard, OG Ananobi, and Serge Ibaka starting. So like, for, first of all, like the defensive capability of that starting lineup is unreal. Like they'll they might have the best defense in the league. That that it's. except maybe the team we talk about next um but then they've got valanchunas coming off the bench who's your more you know classic back to the basket center who also has actually he's expanded his range to three now and he's a pretty solid three-point shooter and he looks really comfortable from there um and he just wait valanchunas yeah
1: i'm looking this up
0: look it up man he's a fucking three-point shooter um he's always been a, he's always been a mid-range shooter. Um and Oh, whoa. He was 40%
1: on one take a game. I mean, he took 77 threes and he made 40% of those.
0: Yeah, and so it's it is a it's a tool in his arsenal. He he's not going to make anybody scared unless he increases his volume, but he has the ability and he is such a gifted scorer that against second units, he can really where you know, they've just got the Pascal Siakam's of the world and the Fred Van Fleet's and the DeLon Wright's. They could really just kind of play through Valanchunas, and he can just, you know, put up 12 points in the second quarter. And, like, damn, the Raptors are up by 10 because Valanchunas just took over this second quarter. You know what I mean? Um, can Can he drive, though? I
1: feel like what's the point in having – a 3 point shot if he's not going to be a threat to
0: drive people he's, will just go straight up to him Oh, he's surprisingly nimble. Yeah, he's got a really versatile offensive game. He he can dribble drive a little bit. It, you know, you don't want him doing it every like all the time. But uh, especially against against any other center I'm, in the league almost, he can he can dribble drive for sure.
1: I trust him from the post, but I just don't trust him from the 3 point line to get all the way to the basket.
0: He's <laughs> he doesn't look very agile or athletic, but he is surprisingly and shockingly Really, uh, he's a skilled player. just wa- right. watch watch the first few Raptors games, and and you'll start to understand. I think like the Valanciunas was just like was never really. He's just a, like the most ignored player, <laughs> you know, because yeah, it, it's so easy to watch Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, and, and like the offense wasn't really centered around him. And they're in Toronto, so they're not on TV a lot. But he's he's a really he's a really solid player. I mean, he was he was on hey. a max contract, so.
1: I I know that I had him on my fantasy team actually I I drafted him last year. Oh nice. And and I know he can score. I'm I'm just I'm s- skeptical of his ability to be a dual threat from the three point
0: line. <laughs> it's getting better. It's getting better.
1: I just have to say like either way, no matter what they do with their big man rotation, I don't think they're gonna really feel Jakob Pertl's, uh absence. No. Much. <laughs> I think that they're a better team than last year. Yeah. I think that they. That I think that they might not have a chance at winning 60 games. I do like that they hired Nick Nurse from in-house. That shows, like, to me, that shows that the franchise is somewhat stable. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're that they're willing to keep the same uh, people in the locker room and they're like, let's do this again. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't go out and get like a Jeff Hornacek or something.
0: Like they didn't panic and say we need to fix this.
1: It's Uh, wild
0: how stable that franchise is, considering they just fired their coach, that one coach of the year, and traded the best player in franchise history for them, (laughs) maybe. Like, statistically, he's the best Raptor, no questions.
1: But I think, I mean, DeMar was, he, he was kind of toxic. I did not like his attitude in the LeBron series. He was, he gave up on his team, and it wasn't fun to watch. He's depressed, I'm bro. I'm glad that they got rid of him. They needed to get rid of him. And I get it. Everyone should be depressed. No one's LeBron James. Everyone <laughs> sh- every basketball player should be depressed that they're not LeBron James. True. But uh, it's just not a good attitude to have. You're a professional. You're making millions and millions and millions of dollars. You need to, you need to work hard. You need to try hard. For sure. Uh, this t- the, the over-under for this team is 55 and a half, and I think it could go over. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy, and it is Kawhi Leonard, I'm seeing a close-to-60 win team.
0: Yeah, you know I like this team. I, I, the Kawhi thing is still a question, but I'm I'm going that I'm hoping that Kawhi is just going to be his his usual Kawhi self. So, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, I say 58, 59, maybe sixty if if all things go right. From what I saw, he was looking pretty good in the preseason. Yeah. So that's
1: something to look forward to. Let's uh-huh. hope Kawhi is Kawhi for all of us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't I, I don't have a <laughs> All right, let's talk about the best team in the NBA now. Who do you have as the number 1 seed in the East? The Boston
0: fucking Celtics. Oh my god, this team is unreal. This team is so good.
1: I I love this team so much. I think that this team is as good as I think this team's as good as the Warriors.
0: Uh, they're almost as good as the Warriors. They could beat the Warriors in a series. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. You know? I really would not if, be surprised if they beat the Warriors in a series.
1: They're the deepest team in the league by far. Yeah. They have nine starting caliber players on their team. And they don't have any holes. They're gonna have a nine man ro they're gonna have the best nine man rotation in the league by far. Mm-hmm. Uh every every single person on their team plays plays defense. And can shoot except Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart can sometimes look okay from three at times.
0: Yeah, sometimes. Um, So last night when we were texting about it, you said everybody can shoot except Marcus. And I was like, Marcus Morris can shoot. And then I realized shortly afterward you were talking about Marcus Smart, but I didn't correct myself.
1: <laughs> and then you, and then you <laughs> said Marcus, and I was like – and then I got confused when you said Marcus. And I think you were saying Smart, and I thought you were saying Morris. Marcus <laughs> Morris is – a great player. He's only making $5 million this year, and he was signed on a bird extension. That's amazing. I know. He's going to make more than five next year, hopefully. He's on the last year of his contract, I think.
0: Seriously. I mean, if he's still on the roster, the thing about this team is, like, he, uh, he probably won't be on the Celtics next year. Um, There's no way. They're they gonna don't have to pay Jalen Brown, right? Uh, yeah, and they just don't, they don't need him. He's a luxury, you know. Um, yeah. And they're probably going to pay Kyrie a lot of money. Um, we'll see though. They might. We'll see what happens with Kyrie. I think that's going to be the interesting storyline from this team. Is like what happens with as Kyrie? we talked
1: about before. They're probably going to have a t- top ten pick next year. So mm-hmm. they're. This is not a window for them, but it feels like a mini window with Kyrie, Jalen Brown. A lot of people. Uh, Marcus Morris is probably going to leave. Uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of players. Uh, in flux at the end of this season. And this team's going to be amazing no matter what. But I do think that this specific year is a mini window for them to at least be able to scratch off some of the uh, the Warriors paint.
0: Right. You know, it's like it is a window. The, the only thing is that I think that they've got kind of a wall of windows. Like they live in a house. They've built this house and in their living room is just a fucking – wall as far as the eye can see of windows because they've just like have really done a great job of rebuilding after that big three era and maximizing that talent that they had and leveraging it into future talent and now if you know jason tatum is headed toward being one of the best players in the nba very quickly i mean you could you when you watch him play you see that he is going to be one of, the great, one of the greats. He just is. There's no doubt in my mind. My opinion right now,
1: Jason Tatum is a Dark Horse MVP candidate. Shut up. I, <laughs> nobody, but the problem with this team is that nobody's going to play 30 minutes, so there is no MVP candidate. The only person who played 30 minutes last night, guess, just guess. Al Horford. Yeah, it was, but it was exactly thirty minutes. Did Damn. you know? Did you already know that?
0: Uh, no, that was just my guess because he's like low key the most important player on this team.
1: He is. He is the most important player on this team, other than Jason Tatum. <laughs> who he? If anybody is going to be the MVP on this team, it's going to be Jason Tatum. That's mm-hmm. what. That's that's my opinion. I don't. I mean, Kyrie is a great player. But it just looks like they're too deep for any one player to be able to play enough minutes to win MVP this year.
0: Seriously. And, the uh, like, I love this team because they they are so deep, which means they can play so many styles, you know. They can play hyper small and have Marcus Morris as the biggest person out there. Or they can play hyper big and have Aaron Barings and Al Horford together. And even when they're playing normal size with Al Horford at center, that's still, like, pretty small but still very capable to defend well and hang with anybody, you know. They all, they almost,
1: yeah, they almost have no style because they have every style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can do. Everything. It's a very
0: Buddhist team. Mm-hmm. And Terry Rozier uh, is like more confident than ever, which is almost a problem because sometimes he just dribbles the ball into eternity. You know, I, he just like—he is my least favorite player on this team. Yeah, he'll be gone next year though. Um, and they'll find another backup point guard. <laughs> There's they they'll draft one. Yeah, that's not hard to do. Um, that's really not hard to do. Although some teams make it seem really hard to do. Uh, the, so the
1: Celtics won fifty five games last year. Their over under is fifty nine, and I'm seeing them win sixty five to sixty eight games this year. They were amazing last night. They won by eighteen points. It was and it never felt like it was in question whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There were. There were moments when it just looked like they were like, "Hey, Jason Tatum, we just want to show everyone that you could be one of the top 10 players in the NBA this year or next year. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just give you the ball and let and let you prove to the nation that that's who you are." This was with Kyrie. How how much did Kyrie score? He was 0 for 8 to start the game. Yeah, he didn't and, score until the second half. Yeah, and Kyrie is he most people have thought of him as the best player on this team Mm -hmm. and
0: they won this game
1: easily i think that this team could win they could win 68 games this year
0: i agree with you they're going to be one of the best teams in the league and even if Kyrie isn't scoring the fact that Kyrie's on the court creating dribbling scaring teams it it has an effect um I'm a little concerned about Gordon Hayward. He really does not look super comfortable yet, but that also doesn't really matter. He only has to be okay for this team to be really fucking good. And if by mid-season he can be back to Utah Gordon Hayward form or close to it, forget about it. Like, he missed 100 games last year. He's
1: going to be a little rusty. This yep. is his first game back. Give him a break. Uh, he looked fine. His haircut looked terrible.
0: Ah. Oh. Dude, uh, he looked bad. He looks so. It's just it's just the wrong time to have that look in a predominantly he, black league. Just like
1: yeah, he looks a little Hitler youthish. Uh-huh. But I I love this team. I think that they're going to easily be over on their over under. Yeah. And I think that if they get home court advantage
0: against the Warriors, they have a chance. I agree. For the first time in a long time, I'm excited for the Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto versus uh, Boston. That's going to be amazing. I disagree. I think it's going to be the Bucks
1: versus Boston. But Either way! It doesn't matter. This, these top three teams are so
0: fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's Fuck everybody it's who says too bad the bad for East the Wizards. is terrible. The East is not yeah. terrible. It's not as good as They're the West, not. but it's not terrible.
1: Yeah, what would the Hornets be in the West? They'd probably be the 12th best team in the
0: West, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit higher on the Hornets than a lot of people though. I think they're uh, I think they're underrated cuz they had been I don't I don't know if they'd been coached really well and their team had a lot of problems. Are they better than the Clippers? I would take the Clippers. Oh, I would take the the Hornets over the Clippers. Yeah, I really would. They're, they're, I think it's, they're deeper than they've been this year, and uh, I, I have hope for their new Spursian coach. I think it's close,
1: and you could talk me into the Clippers being better. I hope that the Clippers aren't better because I'm just so much more excited to watch the Hornets and Miles Bridges, Yeah, but that would make them, according to our rankings, if they're worse than the Clippers, that would make them the 12th best team in the west so that's what i'm trying to say like the at the lower end of the eastern conference i think that it's there the these teams are probably worse than their respective seeds in the west but Mm -hmm. on the higher end i really i think that i think that the bucks could at least hang tight with the lakers yeah um and utah and uh and i think that they could they could make that a good series yeah i love the east this year
0: Me too. Anyway, that's probably enough. Uh, This was a good pod, Dylan.
1: Yeah, we did it pretty quick. That's probably going to be under an hour.
0: Yeah, um, mostly because we're we're into the Wolves game right now. They just started, so we got to get going. All right, go Wolves. Go Wolves. Let's do it. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Chalanga. Bye. Bye.